This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody. Um, with all that's gone on over the past week to 10 days, uh, we actually will have a football game Sunday, 1 o'clock at First Energy as the Miami Dolphins come on in. Um, you know, lawyers try, you know, Lawyers and hearings and all that stuff is now in the rear view. Uh, and hopefully, you know, this team can get out there and play focused and go take care of a team that they are, even with injuries, uh, vastly superior then. And otherwise, you know, there's not much left here to do except play out the string here in 2019. Uh, get these cupcakes, go get them, hoover them. Uh, from Browns Maven through SI.com, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, your local experts. On the biggest stories, Cleveland Browns-wise, for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Pete, this is our pregame show, and as you know, we roll on through here, um, for anybody listening to the crossover, we, t- we did some there, obviously, with Travis talking about very similar, how kind of where the Dolphins are now as to maybe where the Browns were a couple of years ago, and it's you know setting yourself up to find out and you know need through your roster who's good, who's got a capability of sticking around hopefully hit on a bunch of draft capital that just similar to Miami. But Pete, you know, we had joked all last year, cause I remember we even talked about, you know, maybe they should be in play for Jeffrey Simmons because they weren't going to win much this year anyway. And maybe did it matter. Um, but different than the Browns. And if you want to say 2017 is Brian Flores, he ain't got much talent. He ain't got much talent at all, but he's got a team playing very disciplined, least amount of penalties in the NFL. And won a couple of games. I mean, the, the talent well now is just disgustingly low. It just gets worse and worse as the weeks go on. But they, they're trying like hell. Right. And I don't know. I mean, like, that's one of those things where you're like saying, well, they don't get penalties. Well, that's fine. But if the guy's 20 yards behind them running with the ball, who cares? Like, I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> how meaningful a statistic that is. Um, yeah, but you look at I'm, some of the stupid ones the Browns have committed, the amount of false starts in the, you know, I mean. It, sure. it's, I mean, yeah, you know. like, again, it, it may be indicative of, of doing a good job. It also may be that the guy is not refusing to go, even consider a false start because, uh, you know, for whatever reason, and then ultimately, you know, he's getting blown by for the easy sack. I, Again, I don't know how – like I said, they're awful, so I don't know how meaningful that is. Um, I don't know how either team is going to stop the other one. Um, I, I, the Browns are, are missing, obviously, you know, they're basically their entire defensive line. Three-quarters uh, of the defensive Joe, line, yes. Joe Schobert is questionable with a groin injury. I expect he'll play, but nevertheless, uh, he, he's questionable with a groin. Uh, and you're – you know, you're, you're missing some DBs here. So, you know, and, and the Dolphins' defensive line is pretty putrid on, in its own right. So, as I look at this, it feels like this could be like a glorified seven-on-seven seven matchup with pads on where, theoretically, both teams are going to be able to basically score at will. Uh, and, you know, it's going to be a question of who can score more points, which I would think would obviously favor the Browns. I, I don't know who the Dolphins have that can, you know, cover anyone on the Browns at this point, let alone Odell Beckham. Well, you know, right now for the quarterback one for the Miami Dolphins, his name is Nick Needham. 
He's actually, PFF-wise, not playing badly. Um, you look at what Miami's been playing. It's not like he's been playing the gauntlet of, you know, the elite elite of the NFL wide receiver position. But the kid's playing well. Um, obviously, he's going to get he's going to get tested in spades come this Sunday. I guess we'll stick to the defensive side of the ball. Jeffrey Simmons isn't a terrible player. Obviously, Baker from – I'm sorry, not Jeffrey Simmons, Christian Wilkins. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons uh, – now you got me on them again. Uh, yeah, obviously, Baker from Ohio State. Uh, Vince Beagle, another Wisconsin guy. Yes, granted, Pete, they're, they're literally a bunch of no-names. Taco Charlton, for God's sakes. And I'm, he's probably got to be wondering what happened. <laughs> you know, went from Dallas to Miami in a heartbeat. Uh, it's and if I'll tell you right now, and if you really want to challenge yourself, and if you think you know the NFL and you know everything and you know every, go look at the Dolphins roster and tell me how many guys on that fifty-three you don't know. Their injury report the other day, I was at four of dudes I never heard of. I think there's a Van Kinkle or something on that team. It's it's just bad. It's just bad right now. They're going to have no answer for the run game, and this is what I talked about with Travis. Travis said they they have zero answer. For the run, Buffalo didn't really commit to the run against them and absolutely scorched them. Uh, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, depending on the weather, if if you just got to give it to each of those two guys for 30 carries combined, you know, 35 carries, you may not even have to put the ball in the air against this team, Pete. Uh, you may not, but I really hope they do. Um, <laughs> certainly need to work there. I, I, I'm really hoping that for like guys like Wyatt Teller and just the, the, the running game in general. They can really get going, uh, and 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 you know, cruise into you know basically get themselves really confident, really playing well before they head back to Pittsburgh. Uh, but yeah, I mean, likewise, I'd really like to see uh, this passing game click as well. I mean, it's you know there, there are there are, the past four weeks there have been some really really nice drives where they look like you know we thought they would most of the season. Uh, but there are too many drives that are nothing drives uh, or they have negative plays or whatever. So, you know, that'll be obviously a, bi- a big part of this is how many uh, negative plays are they going to have in this or, or can they get through this game with relatively few, if any? Because if they can do that, uh, not only will they win, but it would suggest that they are going to be playing better uh, and and feel much better about going into Pittsburgh. And, you know, again, you would be – if you beat the Dolphins, you're at three in a row. And if you beat the Steelers again, you're at four in a row and three in a row in the division. So that's, you know, that's that's kind of a big deal. I, you know, obviously the, the, there are certain expectations that this season had, but that's still a big deal. Uh, and look, for the offense here, you know, you got six games left. Um, two of them – Two of them are difficult. Going to Pittsburgh and Pete Knight spent so much time in this on the offset, on you know during the offseason is you know that's still your benchmark right now. Yeah, Baltimore's a better team, but you know there's that mental thing and being able to go into Heinz Field and walk out with a W. Baltimore coming to you. Granted, right now that game might not mean anything, but if you do what you're supposed to do, that game could mean something. But you still got to get this offense humming. Uh, you know, obviously you hit the early the one early to Odell last week, but still four for sixty. You, you were hoping for more out of them. You know, Jarvis, you know, the easy touchdown last week, he finds a way to get, you know, test you to get his way to get open and things of that nature. So, you know, there's that. Uh, you're going to have to figure out this tight end situation. David Njoku, not back this week. Makes sense. And we had talked about this 
Um, if you lose this week, it's not going to be because you had you didn't have David Najoku. So there's that aspect of it. Uh, but you've got to get figure it out here and you know, get some regularity in the tight end position, like you said with Wyatt Teller, which I think is a fantastic point. Um, you know, you need to give this this time and, you know, look, can you get him to develop in the run game? And you all saw with the somersault the other day. I mean, in, in New England, everybody loved the tweet. Um, you know, hey, get lower. Maybe that was why it attempted to get lower. Um, but you need that to come along as well. Uh, but this is, you know, offensively, this should be an easy one. Don't get too cute. Don't get too stupid. Go out there and, you know, basically just put the baby to sleep. Yeah, I mean – uh, this game offers sort of an opportunity for them to sort of stabilize with everything that happened last week. Uh, but it should also hopefully, especially on the offensive side of the ball, uh, allow them to really get confident in what they're doing and just get better. And that's really, you know, whatever happens the rest of the season, that's going to be uh, one of the bigger things that needs to sort of happen. They need to continue to get better so that when they, you know, head into this offseason, first of all, obviously this is, you know, improvement in, in getting things on track is going to be big for, for Freddie Kitchens in whatever that ends up looking like. And then, you know, you're, you're obviously looking to next season as well. So, you know, you have to be able to continue improving so you can look like a contender. I mean, there are things – there are things the Browns have to do this offseason, but a lot of these things the Browns can sort of be addressing now just in terms of how they look and, and where the offense is and some of those things. And they do that, it's going to make people feel, and the team feel, much better about being able to go out, get those things done so they can not only just compete next year, but potentially be a contender. Yeah, that's the thing, because the issue to this point has been the consistency of the offense and, you know, what they put together should have been a consistent north of 25 points per week. Goals you're looking for, you're looking for 400 total yards. Um, you could easily probably run for close to 200 yards in this game. Uh, you know, let's keep Baker on the efficiency that he has been on here. And uh, he's had three, uh, Pete, since the come on Tony, the number's been really, really good. So let's hopefully see some more of that. Um, I'm sure Cleveland fans would like to see Odell Beckham score a touchdown in First Energy Stadium. Um, you know, does it necessarily mean anything? No, but uh, I'm sure everybody would like to see it. Uh, it it's let's just keep it going offensively because that's the key. I mean, look, you're going to get Larry back, okay? You know, Miles ain't coming back. You're still going to be short on the defensive line. Uh, you know, hopefully Olivier. We'll see, but I mean, you know, Rally. We'll get to that side of the ball here in the Dolphins' offense. All that and more coming here on your pregame Locked On Browns. Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. For 20% off your first suitcase, visit away.com slash locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all lowercase, and use the promo code locked on during checkout and receive your 20% discount on your purchase. If you're listening on the go, um, go to the sponsors page on lockedonpodcast.com slash offers. Check out everything from all our sponsors over there. We appreciate them, what they do for us, what we can turn on over to all our listeners here of the Locked On Podcast Network. Pete, I mean, there's no getting around it. I mean, you were literally coming into this 
you know, almost skeleton crew, crew on, uh, crew on Um, you know, you brought up Gustafson today. You brought up Bryant today from the practice squad. You had to, that defensive line is in tatters as far as numbers. You know, you're crossing your fingers. You're getting two back for next week. Um, you're looking at a potential, you know, your D end rotation most likely is going to be Chad Thomas. It's going to be Chris Smith. It's going to be Brian Cox Jr. It's going to be Porter Gustin. Uh, you're going to start Sheldon Richardson and most likely Devereaux Lawrence. Uh, and then it's, you know, bodies after that. Uh, you know, I'm a, I think Joe will go. Uh, it'll be a question of whether or not you're going to see some 4-3. Uh, this might be a time to experiment with it. Look, the Dolphins can't run the ball worth a freaking hill of beans anyway. Kalen Balazs is averaging 1.9 yard per carry. You know, if it was any other team, he wouldn't be there. But. This is where the Dolphins are at. Uh, Secondary-wise, you know, it's – you're going to – you know, it, it's not that terrible. I don't think Burris for Burnett is really – I'd say it's probably a wash. Um, as great as Morgan Burnett looked in the time he played Thursday night, Burris has been pretty steady as well. Uh, you have Randall after that. You know, you're talking red wine and, you know, and maybe Hassel play some special teams. Greedy, you want to see some improvement on. Um, but Devontae Parker, a bunch of other kind of Smurf wide receivers, and it's – he went to Harvard, Pete. He went to Harvard. Who turns 37 on Sunday, by the way? Well, he has a weirdly successful track record against the Browns. I guess he's 5-1 and one yes, he is. against the Browns, which I guess I'm more surprised by the, six, the fact he's played six games against the Browns than necessarily that he's won five of them. Um, I am going to assume that Devontae Parker is just going to be lined up on the left side basically the entire game. And they're just going to throw at Greedy Williams over and over and over because that's what everybody else has been doing. And he has not been playing particularly well uh, as of late. Hopefully, you know, he gets back to trusting his technique better. I think he's panicked a little bit too much, uh, is you know, sort of guessing and lunging and doing those type of things that are getting him in trouble. Uh, but when, you know, a team, I don't know who Johnny Holton is. And the Steelers <laughs> kept going to him over and over and over because they were trying to get Gre- uh, Greedy Williams and they kept getting him. It was usually in the form of penalties, but it just wasn't very good. So that's what I would expect to see. Um, again, you know, so many teams have had, when, when the Browns haven't been able to get pass rush, uh, teams have largely been able to sort of uh, sit back and, and pick the secondary apart and, you know, unless the Browns are, are going to manufacture a pass rush, that's seemingly what's going to happen this week. So that's what I'm concerned with. Even, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, in large part because he has been around so long, uh, is a veteran, and it would not surprise me at all if he has a very successful and ultimately uh, frustrating day for, for Browns fans that keeps them in this game and sort of makes this uh, – you know, more competitive than it than it should be. Again, I, I don't would not surprise me if this game is somewhat of a shootout. The thing with Ryan Fitzpatrick is, and it, it's always been the case. And look, it, it, I'm not faulting my guy. Look, I mean, he's going to one day retire from this league with a really, really good amount of money. Is there's times where Ryan Fitzpatrick, and there's a lot of holy crap, how did that happen? Or oh my god, well, that, wow, look at that. And but just as quickly as Ryan Fitzpatrick can throw you to a lead in a game and look really good doing it, 
there's times where Ryan Fitzpatrick and you, what in the hell is he doing or what is he seeing? Uh, you know, there's a reason he's on team 762 or whatever he is. Um, it, it's the tease. It's, you know, if you catch him in good spurts, you know, he can give you a three in one record over a month. You catch him at a bad Ryan Fitzpatrick's, you know, he'll throw you 10 interceptions in a month. He's the ultimate up and down. And this is why he's never really got the opportunity other than the Jets who tried that little veteran phase, you know, to try and maybe buy a wild card or two with him. That's why he's in the position he's at and he's never really gotten a true opportunity. I mean, he's feisty. He's gutsy as hell. He's, he's seen everybody. He's seen everything. He knows everybody's offenses because he's played against everybody. He's played for everybody. You know, he's just the, you know, the ultimate wild card. It's, you know, it's good Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's bad Ryan Fitzpatrick and what he can actually do, you know, to get you. But the thing that's going to be difficult here, and this is probably the problem I have, and I think this is where you're going with this, you know, where it looks like it could be a shootout or Miami's offense should be able to get some things done is, Pete, there's like zero threat of a stinking pass rush Sunday. I mean, there's there's none. Um, you know, Vernon, it was more of a disciplined type of pass rush. Obviously, without Miles, Larry, that's kind of what he did well. Um, you know, I, I, when you go out there Sunday, is Sheldon Richardson, is Chad freaking Thomas actually your best pass rusher? And if you're not getting enough pass rush at all, can you really gamble? Even though you know Joe is good, when Joe blitzes, it usually gets the job done. But if it doesn't get the job done, it can be a you know a three ring circus with somebody catching a six yard pass and Lottie dying through that freaking secondary. Right. So Sheldon Richardson will definitely be their best pass rusher, but it really becomes a question of are they going to put somebody like Porter Gustin on the field because he could ultimately be their best pass rusher uh, just based on on his history. Uh, of, of being a very solid player uh, who's dealt with injuries. So, I, you know, that's that's the question there. But, like, when you get past that, the Green Williams and Mac Wilson are going to be relative veterans compared to some of the players that are going to be on the field. So, yeah. Um, and actually, good thing you brought up Gustin. Now, the thing with Porter Gustin is, you know, you take you roll this back to, you know, college football season of 2017 Porter Carson was looking to be like a really really sought after prospect put together like nobody's business pretty athletic was really really good off the edge um questions about how his body got to that way and you know it's USC um then the body started breaking down um went to the combine looked healthy tested well tested positive for Adderall uh, ended up going the route he did. Uh, yeah, I mean, this honestly, and the weirdest thing about it, Pete, is it could be like Porter Gustin could play Sunday for the Browns, play well, and still maybe possibly there's a good chance he could get released the second you're allowed to put Larry back on the active ro- roster. And if Gustin were to show well, there's these teams like the Dolphins, like the Jets, these teams lower on the totem pole, that'll take the gamble here late on the season. I, this could literally, I mean, Porter Augustin could have a good game, and it could maybe be the only time he ever wears a brown uniform. 
Maybe. Uh, I mean, like, they still got Eric Murray sitting there. So, I mean, they can easily put somebody on injured reserve if they really want to. What this seems uh, like with Murray is if these games, they think maybe there's a chance he can get back. And if they could have him for, you know, if that Baltimore game meant something, you know, you'd like to have him, but it seems really risky where you're just punting on a roster spot. I mean, well, especially at safety because they enjoyed having so many of them and now they don't, but it seems really risky with how they're playing this. Yeah, um, that's. I mean, that, that's the thing is they've been doing some of these roster gymnastics, and 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 they have some opportunity to sort of do some stuff, and they're playing their card. They, they're they're like holding out. So I don't know. Like I, I, both Port Augustine and Brandon Bryant are guys that I am intrigued by, and are like the guys that I think are worth being on the practice squad. So I don't know if they'll play or not. I'm kind of interested to see if they do, uh, because I think. In, in some cases, they have more potential than some of the guys they have on their active roster. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's interesting. But it, it's, I mean, it, it maybe they. I, I think they're going to have to blitz a lot. I think Mac Wilson is going to be blitzing a lot. Uh, if Schobert's out there, maybe they do some blitzing with Schobert like they did last week. Uh, but that seems to be where this is going, where they're going to have to blitz and stuff just to try to keep um, Ryan Fitzpatrick a little off balance or at least conscious of what the defense is doing. Otherwise, again, they, they can't put themselves in a situation where they're letting, you know, a quarterback who's been around as long as he has just sit back and just pick on them. Uh, now, a couple more I want to get to here on this side of the ball. Pete, they've loved this, you know, three safety, big nickel. Obviously, TJ Carey's been doing a bunch of it, but – I mean, can you really be that risky with it? Do you maybe have to play some more three linebackers? Because you're going to dress four safeties, and probably in the grand scheme of things, they're praying they only got to play three because who knows, you know, obviously Hassel maybe knows the playbook, but let's be honest, you're a practice squad guy. You're doing the other team's stuff week in, week out in practice. So, I mean, he's in meetings, but this isn't a lot of stuff that he's been able to really do on the field since August. Maybe. I mean, that's certainly one option. The other option is obviously just throw more corners on the field. Um, but, you know, I, what do the Dolphins really scare you in doing? And that's sort of where you're at with this. I mean, a, a linebacker, obviously, if it's like Taki Taki, for example, you can use him as an edge rusher. Um, he has obvious experience doing that, and that becomes another as avenue to get, you some, to get you some more help on that front. So it's, there's a lot of interesting options from that end. Um, and here's uh, just one more here, Pete. Pete, we get to see your boy Sunday. Mike Kazaki, we get to see your boy Sunday, Pete. Yeah. Rumor has it. He's the best player on the offense. Um, I don't know if that's true, but we shall see. Um, and he's, uh, he's a pain in the ass uh, for what the Browns uh, have to deal with. Um, that's, uh, a, a big athletic, you know, space guy, space tight end uh, that can go and make plays. So if that's the case, you know, there's, it, I mean, he's naturally a, a mismatch. So that's that's you know that's that's could, again along with Devontae Parker, if he's against greedy a lot, could be uh, a problem. That's why their offense could do a lot of things. <clears throat> 
And it's always a pleasure to, uh, and it's actually the two names you brought up. Jersey boys, Pete. Jersey boys. With that, we'll start moving on here. We'll get to, you know, a little bit on the, you know, game predictions. A couple more keys here as we continue to roll on through your pregame locked on Browns. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants, whether it's chain or local, come to you with DoorDash right now. Our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code, all caps, LOCKED ON. Uh, listening on the go, always go and visit DoorDash right now. You can find this in anything from our sponsors on the Locked On, uh, anybody sponsoring at Locked On at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. We appreciate the fine folks over at DoorDash for sponsoring the podcast. Pete, current weather situation, what's Miami looking at when they get up here? Um, it seems pretty good as far as, you know, football weather. I mean, it's colder than they're used to, but it's not like anything too bad. It might be a little windy, but other than that, I mean, uh, for the time of year, it seems like pretty much uh, as good as you could possibly ask for. So you have that, folks. Um Pete, in, in, the way you see this out, it, it, and I, I, you know, maybe it's because I'm blindly forgetting how much they're losing on defense, and I, I think, I think maybe shootout comes out of, for me, it comes out of the realm of possibility, if the Browns just go out and handle business early, if they go out and you say it's fourteen nothing, seventeen three early. I don't know if I see anything miraculous coming. This is one where you kind of just got to go basically kick the midget, basically. Get them early. Remind them that they are void of talent and and just remind them early in every avenue. This should be one, honestly, offense. If the offense does what it's supposed to do, you're going to the locker room up 20 to three, up 20 to six, and it doesn't even look as close as that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's one of those where if you... Pete, where did Nick Needham play college ball? I don't know. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Their number one quarter, corner, without me or you Googling it, we've not, we, don't, we don't know where he went to college. Yeah, well, I mean, look, it's one of those where you want to score... First, you want to get get on them. You want to make them feel like, you know, remind them that they, they've they struggled. You know, hopefully you get them to sort of check out early and think about Thanksgiving plans uh, as opposed to trying to win the football game. It, you know, meanwhile, if you, if you breathe hope into a team like this, they can stick around and be, you know, obviously difficult to get rid of. And that's, uh, that, that could be where the Browns run into a, a, a problem. All right, I'm actually trying to look this up. Okay, Nick Needham went to UTEP. UTEP. So, look, guys, you know how much effort Pete and I put into the draft. We don't know who Nick Needham is. Uh, Pete, is this a week where you're going to Pittsburgh next week? Is this a week maybe where you kind of give Kareem, I mean, not Kareem, you give Nick Chubb maybe a, a little bit lesser of a load? 
and let Kareem do a little bit more of the heavy lifting. So you make sure, you know, what has been your best asset, your best skill position guy week in, week out is 100% ready to go and which is going to be the mayhem and the madness of next Sunday, a week from Sunday, I should say. Mm, I would say the game's going to dictate uh, what you need to do. Um, you can't, I mean, if you're, if you're looking at this, if you're trying to get to the playoffs, you can't. It's winter, but oh, it's winter. Go home, essentially. Yes. So if you don't, you know, if you don't go into this with the mindset of uh, you have to win, uh, you have to do everything you can to win to ensure that you win. Uh, until you put it away, um, you have to go with whatever you got to, to put the best product out there. Otherwise, you're at risk of you know finding yourself in a losing proposition, which you just simply cannot do. I mean, look, and here's the reality of it, guys. If they don't win on Sunday, they play five games in December. You're asking them to go 5-0. and This team has not even come close to that type of success. So you're asking them to, uh, you know, uh, more than 100% their current win total. So it, it, that's the importance of this game is everything is pretty much everything's pretty much off the table there. It's it's done. It's over. It's four and seven. We're still not sure if nine and seven is even going to be good enough. Uh, one of the advantages you have is maybe that, you know, Buffalo nine and seven is still a possibility. But, you know, it's it, it's it, it becomes dire. And then you're now asking this team to put everything together and you don't have your best player on defense, maybe your best player overall for the rest of the season. It, you know, you need to get to five and six. You worry about Pittsburgh week when Pittsburgh week actually, you know, gets here and you actually hopefully win this game. It's, you know, it, it you can maybe get to nine and seven, Pete, but if you can't, if you lose this week, it, it's, oh, you cannot give up this easy of a game. No. So uh, you go out there, you go uh, pedal the metal, you try to take this team out, and, and you worry about uh, next week, next week. And, and you pray, you know, a couple of reinforcements are, you know, coming on the way on defense. But there's zero excuse. You go out there, just get this one done. You are vastly the better team, even with the players you're missing. And that's just a statement to how weak this Dolphins roster is. Um they're going to be a fun one, uh, you know, as far as the offseason and everything they do. Uh, I know, you know, Pete and I will definitely kind of have our eyes over there because, you know, there is cap space. There's a ton of draft capital. Um, it's going to be, you know, about getting a quarterback. It's, you know, they're going to be, you know, if you enjoy the draft and the process like Pete and I do, they're going to be a fun team to monitor, you know, once the regular season is done here and everything they do and what they put together. And, you know, uh, for now, you know, I, Flores, I looks like, you know, a lot more competent than the guy who was here in Cleveland during those times. So, yeah, that's, they're just, they're plucky. It's, you know, it doesn't mean much, but at least with, you know, the way they're playing and the way the coach has got them playing keeps you interested here. Pete, before we start putting a bow on this one, league wise, Browns wise, what's on Pete's mess mind? Well, uh, this because of the whole uh, Garrett situation, the stuff that's sort of been like gone by the wayside is the fact that uh, uh, you've got Leighton Vander Esch, who uh, came into the league with neck 
questions yes. that some teams uh, wrote him off entirely for uh, that's going to keep him out for a second game, and they're not sure where that's going. Um, it sounds like they're going to have to evaluate and, and, and it seemed really weird that the Cowboys said, well, we just got to keep evaluating him. But this is nothing that's going to affect his, you know, his career. Like, yikes. It seemed really early and premature to say that. And then the Seattle Seahawks, Jadevian Clowney, went to see his, you know, a non-team doctor for a hip issue, um, which doesn't sound good either. So, yeah, those are two teams that are, are trying to make the playoffs that are having major, major issues that sort of haven't been talked about too much uh, leading up to this week. And, you know, also keep in mind for Seattle is, you know, Lockett's out. So it's kind of shaping and shifting the way, you know, the wide receiver core is there for Seattle and that avenue. So, I mean, obviously a lot going on there. And, you know, this is, look, everybody deals with injuries, but, you know, there's just some guys to some teams that are just too crucial you know, it, and it just becomes just too much for the overall product to be able to handle. Latest over at Browns, Maven, Pete. I mean, there's lots of stuff up there talking about what's been going on this week. Uh, and there's going to be more coming, I imagine, with uh, with everything that goes on Sunday. So uh, plenty to look at with everything with Garrett and so forth and so on. So go ahead and check it out. Uh, guys, for me, as much as I'm always looking forward, to Sunday and game day. I am looking forward to it um, as normal. Pete and, he, uh, Pete and I will be there. You know, we'll fire up the mics right after, you know, final whistle. Um, for me, it's my oldest daughter, Avery. My oldest daughter, Avery, is going to turn 13. I got a teenager in the house. It's a little freaking scary. She's been the boss at his joint since she could probably walk. Um, she's only become more and more of the boss at his place as it's gone on. Uh, but to my Avery, uh, Avery, daddy loves you. Appreciate you. Uh, proud as hell of the young woman you're becoming. Stop fighting with your mother, please. And with that, we'll be out here. Uh, everything over at Browns Maven. Uh, check out through SI.com. Pete and his guys over there just continually to kill it. And now that you have Pete here full time, you're just going to get buried with content and great stuff. So make sure you're checking everything out. Follow at, follow at Browns Maven. Make sure you're following the dude at underscore Pete Smith underscore. For the show itself, at Locked On Browns, all lowercase. Follow back account. DMs are always open. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are always, uh, always open, guys. Anything you need, either account, something you want on the show, questions, things you don't want to put on the timelines, whatever. You know, I, I do my best to accommodate you guys. You guys are going to put up with us. I'm going to do everything I can to accommodate you and return it back in space to you folks. Appreciate everybody here. Um, Last week or so has been a little bit strange, obviously, you know, I mean, as much as it was a great Thursday night and then it all went wrong and talking about appeals and, you know, possible racial slurs and this type of crap. It's not stuff I totally enjoy doing. You know, we'd rather just sit here and spew about ball all day. Um, but you know, you got to cover whatever is going on. So there is, you know, that aspect of it. Um, you guys, the, the support has been there. Um, I know you guys, you know, everybody's, you know, supporting in the issue and everybody's, you know, back in miles here. It's just a terrible situation where a really, really, really good man is getting painted in such a negative light. And I get it. I get all your frustrations because we feel the same way too. And, that that's the nonsense and the minutia of it. 
This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.